From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You bet. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Joe Pott with you on a Friday night sports open line after a Cubs-Cardinals day game, a Cardinals win, so a nice way for us to finish the week out here with sports open line, and we will talk plenty of baseball. We'll do that in the 7 o'clock hour tonight. In this first hour, we're going to talk a lot of racing. Uh, Of course, the huge weekend this weekend over at Worldwide Technology Raceway, culminating in the Enjoy Illinois 300, which is Sunday afternoon, but there is also the uh, Toyota 200 that is over there, the Truck Series race as well. There have been events going on the last couple of days, so we're going to talk to a couple of guys about that. We'll talk to Greg Damon, our resident uh, auto guy here at Camo X, who hosts a variety of auto shows here on the station. We're also going to talk to uh, longtime broadcaster Jack Root about that, about bringing that race here to St. Louis. And really what it means and and kind of the process as well. He actually recently uh, visited with Curtis Francois, the owner of Worldwide Technology Raceway, on uh, his podcast. We'll talk to him about that as well. And as I said, in that 7 o'clock hour, we'll focus uh, primarily on baseball. We've got national baseball writer Joe Sheehan, as well as Mike Farron from MLB Network Radio as well. So we'll get into the Cardinals. We'll get into um, other baseball topics as well. And as I said, a good way to finish off uh, the week here at KMOX. The Cardinals had a nice win today. Tons of hits, tons of runs. They hit five home runs this afternoon, and they got just the pitching that they needed. Of course, they had the offense to sustain that pitching today. But Miles Michaelis went five. Zach Thompson made his Major League debut. He goes four for the save. So things worked out quite well today. And as I said a little bit earlier, now you've played two games and you have a weekend series left to play because they still have three games left to play at Wrigley. They've got two tomorrow and one on Sunday as well. So we'll get more into the Cardinals uh, as we get into the 7 o'clock hour and we can talk specifically about today's game uh, late in that 7 o'clock hour as well. When we come back here on Sports Open Line, though, we will get into this 6 o'clock hour and we'll talk a lot of racing here with a big weekend coming up at Worldwide Technology Raceway. In fact, it's already underway. So we'll do that when we come back. It's Sports Open Line. I'm Jill Pot on Camo X. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. You bet. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Joe Pot back with you on a Friday night here in St. Louis. A good Friday night. Been a good couple of days weather-wise here. Not much to complain about, and it's going to be a – it is already a fantastic weekend here in St. Louis and certainly around Worldwide Technology Raceway. We bring in Greg Damon, who is the uh, resident auto expert. And, Greg, you and I have not had a chance to uh, visit yet here on this program, and I appreciate you taking some time on a Friday evening to talk about it. But this is uh, just such a huge weekend in and around St. Louis with several big races, but, of course, culminating in the Enjoy Illinois 300 on Sunday. Boy, you're exactly right, Joe. Thanks for having me on as well. Appreciate that. Glad we got to finally uh, talk. Uh, yeah, it is just, uh, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. The weather is going to be perfect for this. 
uh, you know, world-class drivers right here in our backyard over at Worldwide Technology Raceway. The economic impact of the St. Louis, Louis area is huge. Uh, we have, uh, I believe the last count I heard, we have uh, patrons from 49 states here uh, at the race this weekend. Yeah, I, I mean, that that's obviously the part. For, forget about, uh, you know, whether or not you are a sports fan, whether or not you are a racing fan. Anybody that is in earshot of us that can hear us talking that lives in this city, in or around this city, has to appreciate what an event like this does for your city. And you mentioned the word economic impact. Last night I was out doing the pregame show in Ballpark Village, and it was absolutely jam-packed with people that were getting a chance to meet the drivers. They had the parade of the trucks that went down Clark Street. I mean, this is a three-, four-day event that, as you said, is bringing people from across the country. No, you're absolutely right. How was that parade of trucks? Is that not one of the coolest things ever? I mean, they do that in every uh, every race city. Uh, I, it's just really a spectacle to see these uh, big rigs all painted up with the drivers and the cars and stuff like that just rolling right next to each other. And then, obviously, when you're at the race, get to see them park right next to each other. And what people don't realize, you know, inside that inside that truck is a fully working repair shop for these cars. Uh, they house two cars up uh, up and towards the top. They have uh, all sorts of tools, separate engines, tires, brakes, you name it. They've got it on that truck, anything that they're going to need to do to repair that vehicle. Yeah, it was awesome. I wish I wasn't hosting a show as I was trying to compete with truck horns as they were coming down Clark Street. <laughs> but other than that, it was really cool. And like I said, I mean, I walked through Ballpark Village and... Um, I know this was after a lot of the stuff had already kind of finished up, that the, the truck parade was um, kind of the, the, the ending of the event yesterday, but there were just people everywhere, and, you know, every driver imaginable on their shirts, you know, every, the fan of every driver was there last night, so it was very cool to see, you know, and we're still, at that point, we were still three days away from the race. Sure, absolutely, but we had, you know, other races going on over at Tri-City Speedway, and uh, all sorts of stuff that, that has just, it's just a whole complete weekend of racing here. Uh, I mean, if you're a race fan, it's for, for me, it's always like Memorial day. It seems like it's the, uh, the best racing day ever because you have the, uh, uh, the grand prix of Monaco, you have the Indianapolis 500, then you have the Coca-Cola 600, but I'm telling you for St. Louis, this is it. These three days here. So tell me a little bit about, um, I mean, how much, how big of a deal is it what Curtis Francois has done here with Worldwide Technology Raceway? People may or may not know that this was literally, you know, we were days away, months away maybe from from not having a raceway at all. And he, he resurrected this raceway, and now he's brought it back to not just bringing back some of the uh, IndyCar races or the truck races we had seen before, but now to, you know, what we'll see on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the racetrack was shuttered for a while, and Curtis Francois came in, bought it. Uh, And what a lot of folks don't know, I mean, the track was actually owned by, uh, the parcel of land was actually owned by three different owners, like Turn 3 was owned by somebody, and, you know, this part was owned by somebody. Uh, So he finally was able to to purchase all the land from everybody. Uh, They've also put in more parking, which they needed for this uh, NASCAR Cup event. Uh, They've done just so much improvements to the track to, to, to get it ready, repaved it, uh, just a major undertaking. They've obviously got the IndyCar back, which was a huge success, sold-out event, which is what NASCAR really looked at. Like, hey, if St. Louis is selling out an IndyCar event, 
hey, we should probably take a look at it, get in there, and see what we're doing with that. We've run the we've run the cup series, or excuse me, the truck series and the Xfinity series already here, and some of the cup drivers now have actually won here in St. Louis before. So uh, the track is in great shape. It's only going to grow. Uh, we've always had a world class uh, drag strip facility there, at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, they love it when they come here for the drag races. But, man, to add this cup race is just a feather in a cap to Curtis Francois and Seth. One of the things that, that you mentioned is is this being an entire weekend, and there are several races, as you mentioned, uh, at Worldwide this weekend. But I, I heard a little bit from Kyle Larson visiting with the media from yesterday, and, and Tom Ackerman was out there. And um, one of the things that he said, he's actually going to run some races and – I think that I I don't remember if he was going to be at Tri City. He'd already he mentioned Peevely had already run at Peevely, but I thought that was kind of cool that he's going to run some other races while he's here this weekend for a Cup race. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that's what these drivers really love. I mean, they love to drive. That's what they're that's what they're there for. I mean, Kenny Wallace still uh, obviously NASCAR Cup driver. Uh, he was in the Nationwide Series. Uh, but he still races dirt, and it travels across the country racing dirt. Ken Schrader still races dirt. Uh, a lot of these guys are just racers. That's what they love to do. And I, I think it's fantastic when they when they come to into cities and they go hit the local events and try to uh, get out there with the local fellas and see what they can do. Greg Damon visiting with us here on a, on a big weekend uh, here in St. Louis with the Enjoy Illinois 300 coming up on Sunday afternoon. And, and Greg, that obviously endears these racers to the fans and to folks that have grown up probably on these same dirt tracks and on these same, you know, small tracks that now these racers are coming back. That That's kind of hard, I think, for probably a lot of people to to realize it's it's like a, you know, I don't even know if it's a if it's a major leaguer coming back to hang out, you know, on a little <laughs> league field. I mean, but it, it really does kind of connect these drivers with the fans, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that's one thing about NASCAR. All the drivers really like their fans. They all have selected fans, as you brought up, too, as, uh, you know, they, they all have their favorites. But, you know, the drivers really want to be around the fans. They want to put on a good show for the fans. Uh, it's, it's really it, it's, it, that and drag racing, one of, the, one of the easiest sports to get up close and see your fan favorite, for sure. Let me ask you this. Um, when, like, the NASCAR, like, this will be, the, the obviously, the first running of a NASCAR Cup Series event at the track, at Worldwide Technology. Do the, is it as exciting for the race, for the drivers, as it is, I mean, obviously, it's a big deal here in St. Louis, and I'm sure it's a big deal for NASCAR fans because they're getting to see a new venue, they're in a new area. Is it the same way for the drivers? Yeah, absolutely. I think so, especially here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. You have to understand, this is a completely different track than any other track on the circuit. Uh, All four corners are really different, and it is a driver's track. There's an expression called up on the wheel, which means that they have to really pay attention, and these drivers are going to be up on the wheel. They're going to come into turn one, and turn one is so so small and and just you have to really drive hard all the way around it. And they're going to be bringing a lot of speed in there, and all of a sudden they're going to have to stand on the brakes to uh, to maneuver their car around turns one and turns two. And then you're going to come into turns three and four. It's going to be a big, wide, sweeping thing that you're going to see at a lot of uh, bigger racetracks like uh, Talladega or things like that. Yeah, Kyle Larson mentioned that as well, actually, um, just that he was looking forward to, you know, I guess, as you said, being on the wheel, right? You've got to pay attention. He said there's going to be a lot of upshifting, a lot of downshifting, but it's going to kind of test the drivers a little bit, won't it? 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, don't forget, they're going to start all these cars. They're going to be halfway around the track when they start. So you're going to have traffic all the time. You have to be up on the wheel, not only for the track, but to watch out for traffic when you're trying to pass them. Is this something that, um, you know, leads to more? I mean, what's next? And I know that there, you, you know, you mentioned specifically that these improvements are still going on at Worldwide Technology Raceway, and, and it's not just, you know, it's not just on the track. And I know they've changed, you know, the surface of the track. They've changed some of the protective barriers. There's a lot that has changed and that it, that will be front-facing, that fans are going to notice when they're out there this weekend. But what comes next? What Where do they go from here? Uh, probably building some uh, some garages, maybe on the infield, um, more stands. Just make the just make the race better and better and better. I know St. Louis. Obviously, all of us are just huge sports fans. We support our teams, uh, no matter what the Rams say. We support all of our teams, and uh, but they're going to come out. St. Louis is going to come out. They're going to show great support for this. I believe the racetrack is. If it's not sold out, it's almost sold out. It is. It is indeed. 000. Yeah, 57,000 people, so almost 60,000 people are going to be there. Um, I, I, I think NASCAR is going to just sit back and go, wow, we have missed this market uh, for so many years. This is some place we need to establish a permanent race. I love it. I mean, I, I'm a St. Louis guy, and, and like I told you, anybody within earshot of us has to appreciate what that is, this is doing for, for our area, for, for the St. Louis metro area, for southern Illinois. I think it's fantastic. I can't wait for it. Greg, I really appreciate you taking the time tonight, visiting with us on a Friday night, and I know you are probably going to be. If you ha- if you were not out there already this weekend, I know you will be over the next couple of days, so enjoy yourself. Hey, real quick, I just want to say one thing. One of my favorite racers, A.J. Allmendinger, he's doing the uh, double. So they're racing Xfinity Series in Portland, Oregon. He's going to get on a plane and then fly to St. Louis and race the cup race after that. That is crazy. I know a lot of drivers that they like to do that on uh, Memorial Day weekend too. Is right, go Indianapolis and then go down to the yep, Coca Cola race. Yeah, that is fantastic. That is totally cool. Well, have a good weekend, Greg, and I appreciate the time. Go Kyle Busch. There you go. That's Greg Damon with us here as we uh, open up our our racing talk here on Sports Open Line on a Friday night on a big racing weekend here in St. Louis. Appreciate Greg taking the time. We'll continue with more. Jack Aroots, longtime racing broadcaster. He's going to join us on the other side of this break as we continue with Sports Open Line on a Friday night from St. Louis. I'm Joe Pod. Keep it here on Camo X. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yannier Molina. You bet. This is Sports Open Line on Camo X. Joe Pot back in on Sports Open Line here on a Friday evening. Happy to have you along with us. Happy to be talking a little racing on a huge weekend in the St. Louis area. The Enjoy Illinois 300, the NASCAR Cup Series, first event here in St. Louis. And I'm happy to have Jack Aroot with us, a long-time broadcaster, motorsports broadcaster. But, Jack, honestly, when I hear Jack Aroot in my head, I always hear it in Brent Musburger's voice. <laughs> That's no surprise because, uh, especially in the Big Ten and out there in the Midwest, uh, Brent and I covered an awful lot of football. So yes, a, a a racing broadcaster, but also a guy who's covered a lot of college football. I want to talk Indeed. to you on a number of of things here, and I, and you have a lot of connections that I think that 
I, I think that that play a part in this. But let's start here. First of all, this is the first a NASCAR Cup Series event here in St. Louis. Uh, you have a podcast, The Wind Tunnel. You just visited with Curtis Francois, who is the owner and CEO of Worldwide Technology Raceway. Your family also is in the track business and has owned and run tracks. Can you explain a little bit on, you know, what kind of undertaking it was for him, first of all, just to bring this track back to where it is now? Well, I, it, it, look, it goes without saying, it doesn't matter whether it's a racetrack or you know, a major business, you know, employing hundreds of people. When you rescue it from the demolition ball, you're basically starting with a clean sheet of paper and it costs you an incredible amount of money. But in the podcast and in my conversation with Curtis, you know, he's a former racer, but what he wanted to do, and I, I just give him such high marks, he wanted to create a destination for Midwestern and especially that that, that gateway area, the St. Louis and, and, and Missouri area, you know, because there are a lot of diehard race fans. But the, the problem was that the racetrack – he had to start over. He had to start from square one. He rolled up his sleeves. He and his staff went to work, and it's the behind the scenes with the with the help of the you know the Illinois tourism and Missouri tourism boards and lobbied year after year after year with NASCAR. And NASCAR is not one that's very quick to give out cup dates, especially if it's outside the uh, NASCAR or uh, SMI families. And yet they did. Why? Because of the great shows he put on with the trucks, with the annual uh, Bomberito 500, you know, with IndyCar racing, and, and they could see the growth. I referred to it, and I truly do believe this, Worldwide Technology Raceway is the phoenix rising from the ashes, guided by Curtis Francois. Have you been to Worldwide, or when's the last time you've been to Worldwide? It was a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, mm-hmm. but uh, let's put it this way. It was before there was an 18 holes of golf to be played. <laughs> Which is right down the road, right next door, as a matter of exactly. fact. Gateway National yeah, Golf yeah. Links there. Um, had you been to the earlier incarnation of the raceway, the St. Louis International Speedway that predated all of what is there now? I was. I, I covered the first race there that was ever held. The one that Terry Labonte afterwards said, it's not a racetrack, it's a pothole track. <laughs> and, uh, you know, from there, you know, as I say, that's why I refer to it as the Phoenix rising from the ashes, because, you know, over time with controlled growth. But then remember, they, you know, I believe it was what Dover Downs bought it Correct. and just shut it down. They'd already agreed to sell all of the grandstands for scrap iron. And it it literally was an 11th hour rescue by Curtis. And then. They went to work, and every year when I would go back there for the IndyCar event specifically, every year you'd see little improvements, and, and you just saw the results of a lot of hard work, not just by the staff at Gateway, but also the surrounding community. I mean, I don't want to put lipstick on a pig, but where it was located and when it was built, you weren't in, let's say, the high-rent district of the area, right? But now look at it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's it, and and I, I said we, we had I had a local, um, you know, racing guy on with me just a few minutes ago, and one of the things I said is that 
forget if you're a sports fan or a racing fan, what this is going to do for the entire St. Louis area, Southern Illinois uh, area is, you know, that that is what is even more important, I think, to me um, is just what it's going to do for this entire area. I was out, you know, yesterday. I saw people everywhere in downtown St. Louis to be a part of this event that is going on here. And it's not just the Enjoy Illinois 300 Cup Series race on Sunday. You had Richard Petty out there today. You had a practice day today for the uh, Truck Series. You've got the Truck Series race going on on Sunday, or on Saturday, rather. The tie-in I mean, with all the music, the tie-in with all the music. Look, the, what, what Curtis has done is taken a page from really successful racing operations, like uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, like the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, in recognizing that it, it's not just about the product that you put on on the racetrack. It's about the fan experience and all the different things that they've assembled for the weekend. And this is the way that you attract new fans, because what happens is there's going to be tons of uh, you know of the fifty. Well, I think they're estimating like eighty thousand on the grounds on Sunday. Of that, I'll guarantee you there's at least 25% that have never been to a race before, may have only watched one or two on TV, but they're there because it's something new. They want to be part of that history, and they want to go and see for themselves. You know, Missouri is the show-me state, at last I checked. You are correct, and and you said you know earlier that NASCAR is not quick to hand out dates, right? And they were impressed by what they've done with the Bomberito race, with the IndyCar races that they, that they have had there. What is that process like? What What is someone like Curtis Francois or the staff at Worldwide Technology Raceway, what are they up against when they say, hey, we want to try to bring a NASCAR race here to St. Louis? Well, when they go to the offices either in Daytona Beach or in Charlotte, North Carolina, I think Curtis probably started the lobbying. He was probably about seven foot. You know, they they whittle you down real quick. But I'm going to defend NASCAR for a second. It's no different than when a a city wants to bid on the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You better have your act together. You better have the loose-leaf binders filled with how are you going to handle the fans, the ingress and the egress. What about your infrastructure? Everything, because, you know, NASCAR just doesn't willy-nilly go in and say, okay, pay us a sanction fee and you can have it because if it's a negative experience show, they're not going to blame St. Louis and they're not going to blame Curtis Francois. They are going to blame NASCAR. So NASCAR makes it difficult, but then they work in partnership with you. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's a really good point. And I, and I, I think that's great. And again, I'm, I'm excited for the fact that, that we're going to show off. Let's get a little technical here because I know this. And, and again, I talked with uh, Greg, who was with us last segment, but it is a very different racetrack when you talk about the layout, the two tight turns on one and two, the bigger turns on three and four. How does a NASCAR driver kind of get used to that or get ready for that in you know the couple of days that they'll have here before the actual race on Sunday? Well, that's what I thought was really, really telling. You know, I call it a, I call it a giant paperclip. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, one end is bigger, but they've never been there before. It and for that reason and that reason alone, NASCAR had a one-hour practice session today. Normally, they'd get fifteen minutes. They would not be allowed to go back to the garage to make major adjustments, and then they'd go out and qualify. Well, that's a tribute to the fans. NASCAR wants to make sure that these guys figure it out. 
But when, you know, I can only relate back to conversations covering trucks there. And of course the Indy cars, it's a compromise. And the fact that the, the, that the track, you know, the, the two ends of the track are not exactly alike. You basically have to figure out how much downforce do I want? How much mechanical grip, how much aero grip? And, you know, keep in mind, not only is this the first time that they're going to this racetrack, but of all the, the, the so-called intermediate speedways, this is the first time this new next-gen car with the under tray and the, you know, the, 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 the bottom diffuser, that it's being asked to, to go to what is not your prototypical intermediate racetrack. So, you know, after practice, the, the, the crews went back to work in that garage area. And I think if, if I was going to be there, and I'm going to be watching on TV on Sunday, but I would tell fans that are going to be there, pay very, very close attention to the initial laps and what happens in the first pit stop. I'm beginning to believe it won't be your typical, well, let's adjust some air pressure. I think a lot of teams, they'll go in there and they'll really crank some wedge or adjust the track bar because I talked to Kyle Larson and to uh, and to uh, um, Christopher Bell just this week, and, and they were saying, we think we know what we have because we've done the, the computer simulations, but you never know, and I love the way Kyle Larson said it, he says, you never know until you cinch up the seatbelts and you begin to feel it in your butt. <laughs> That's great. That is a, a good spot for us to, to cap it off as well. Jack Aroot, great to talk to you. I appreciate you taking some time on a Friday night to talk to us about this huge event that's coming here, the Enjoy Illinois 300. I know that we are all excited, and I appreciate you lending some expertise for us. Well, I appreciate your asking me, and uh, everybody in that Gateway area, go out and support it. And uh, let's have a really good race on Sunday. No question about it. Jack Aroot, thanks so much. That is the longtime racing broadcaster, sports broadcaster. Jack Aroot with us here on Camo X on Sports Open Line. Coming back for to wrap up this 6 o'clock hour after this on Camo X. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on Camo X. Joe Pot back in on Sports Open Line here on Camo X. Happy to have you along on a Friday evening. Michael Langston's with me on the other side of the board tonight. As I said, good night tonight. Good afternoon of Cardinals baseball today, and we'll get into baseball next hour. Got a couple of uh, good guests for you coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll talk to Joe Sheehan and Mike Farron as well, national baseball guys. Get their uh, perspective looking in on the Cardinals. We get to see them every single day, but... Uh, we'll get their perspective uh, looking in, and we'll talk a little bit of uh, other baseball-related topics as well. This has been a good hour talking about uh, all that is happening this weekend, specifically at Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison and all of the great stuff that's going on today. Richard Petty, the NASCAR legend, ran a, uh, a lap this afternoon around there. Uh, so a lot of things going on already. They'll have the Truck Series race coming up, and, of course, the uh, Enjoy Illinois 300 NASCAR Cup Series race is on Sunday at three at 2.30. rather. Uh, and uh, Tom Ackerman had a chance to visit with Curtis Francois yesterday at uh, the pre-race events that were going on in Ballpark Village. They have had uh, – the drivers have been out everywhere. I've seen drivers making appearances um, around the track and in the communities around the track and around St. Louis, and so – they have had a lot going on already, but he caught up with Curtis Francois yesterday as everything was kind of getting underway for this big weekend here in St. Louis. 
Curtis Francois, it has arrived. Cup weekend in St. Louis is here. Pretty special time. Hey, did you dial up this weather, by the way? You know, I wish I had that phone number. Uh, I do not, but the good Lord does. It seems like it's just amazing. Uh, every time we have a big event, the weather forecast looks pretty good. So just thrilled to be ready to go at Worldwide Technology Raceway. It's amazing to see all the work that's been done. Uh, the stage has been set, and now the greatest spectacle in racing is coming to Worldwide Technology Raceway. We've got the cup date, and uh, they're going to be here on Sunday. It's going to be fabulous. I know that it's hectic. I know there's a lot going on, but you've had a lot of people who have worked really hard on this. Do you allow yourself to take a moment, step back, and, and observe? You know, I think I always do. Um, sometimes I, the, the observations are happening as I'm just going through my day, uh, and it really will hit me on the Monday or Tuesday afterward as I do a, an event recap of all the good that I saw, um, really just people, particularly my staff, just digging deep to make sure that we're promoting, putting on a, a first-rate event. Um, and I think when people come out to the racetrack that haven't been there for a while, they're going to see something uh, just different. Uh, there have been, there've been a lot of upgrades, a lot of changes, and most of them have been fan-facing. So can't wait for the fans to get out for this Sunday and really enjoy themselves. Inside, they're going to find food and drink and music and people and of course racing great drivers great cars but i wanted to close here by talking about what's happening outside because i know that's really important to everybody this is a big event it's sold out we want to make sure that people are aware of the traffic routes i know a lot has gone into that to encourage people to go to the website wwtraceway.com and learn more yeah we would just appreciate it i mean it's all about the fan experience and when we're sold out we're sold out unfortunately we wish we could sell more but uh, it, for those that are coming and fortunate enough to have a ticket, it's really important to read all of the, uh, the website information on parking. You must buy your parking passes before you come. There will not be tickets sold at the event. Uh, there will be tickets for Saturday or there will be tickets for Friday, but not for Sunday. And if you really kind of pay attention to that and think about the others that are trying to get in and, uh, and, and follow the directions of the website, it's going to make for a great experience for everyone. It is happening. The NASCAR Cup Series is here. The Enjoy Illinois 300 track owner Curtis Francois' dream has become reality. Congratulations, and let's go racing. We're, hey, I am ready to go racing, ready to watch some racing, and I just can't wait to see those cars charging into turn one for the first time. It's going to be fantastic. Appreciate the time. Great to be with you. There you go. There's Curtis Francois yesterday as uh, everything got underway at Ballpark Village, and as I said, they had a uh, fantastic uh, I literally was competing as I was trying to put on a Cardinals pregame show inside Ballpark, uh, in, inside Cardinals Nation Restaurant at Ballpark Village because they had the truck parade. And these are the big rig trucks, as, uh, it, as they were explained to us by Greg Damon. They're essentially mobile garages. They not just carry the cars, but they carry everything they need for the weekend uh, for these cars. And uh, But they paraded down Clark Street, which, if you're unfamiliar, that's the street that runs basically behind left and center field at Bush Stadium. So between Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village are these uh, 18-wheelers parading down Clark Street, blaring their horns. Fans are lining up on both sides of the street cheering for it. And all the while, I'm trying to tell you about the pitching matchup between the Cubs and the Cardinals last night. But it was great to see, and it was cool to see so much of St. Louis and so much of the fans already 
out and about and enjoying the opportunity to see some of the drivers. And I said, and as, as Greg told us in our first segment as well, those drivers are out at some of the other tracks as well, whether it's Tri-City or it's in Peevely, uh or it's down in Arnold. Like they, they're driving and they're off doing these things. And that's in addition to the you know, the big race, the big league race. I, I, I don't know if it was correct to say that it's like a big league or coming back to the uh, little league fields, but that's what it, it feels like, right? They're getting back to their roots and they're getting back on the dirt tracks and back on, um, you know, some of the spots where they spent their Friday nights or their Saturday nights when they were coming up through those series before they got to the point that they were driving for a NASCAR cup event or a truck event, whatever the, situation may be so I think that is totally cool about this and again the weather is just going to be absolutely perfect wwtraceway.com has all of those things that Tom Ackerman and that Curtis Francois was talking about because there are going to be certain ways you're going to want to get in and out of the raceway Uh, there are going to be certain ways that you have to get in and out of the raceway depending on which way you are approaching it from whether you're coming from downtown St. Louis, whether you are coming the other way from Collinsville and Edwardsville and all of those areas in the Metro East as well. There are specific gates you must enter. As he mentioned, you've got to have parking before you get there. You can't pay for your parking as you get there. So there's a lot of things, and it's all available at wwtraceway.com. And it is just going to be uh, such an exciting event. There's music going on as well. They've got Music Fest. They've got the other races that we mentioned as well, and it all is already underway and it is already getting started. And unfortunately, like Jack Arut said, I'm going to have to be one of the folks uh, watching on TV. I will not be there live. I know that Tom Ackerman will be there live. He's probably going to have really good seats as well. So I'm sure that he will have tons to talk about. Uh, He'll probably have a nice little preview on sports on a Sunday morning. He's going to have even more to talk about next week uh, after this one has uh, completed, but it's certainly going to shine a heck of a bright light on St. Louis this weekend. So I am happy about that. Baseball talk coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. A couple of good guests. We'll talk all about the Cardinals and Cubs today as well. Sports Open Line continues after this on Camo X.